Hi, my name is Nina Bosky, and I'm the host of a special investigation series of Maryland Behind the Icon during the 60th anniversary of the star's death, where we'll look into the mystery and break down for you, the audience, of what the facts are versus the lies around the star that have been plaguing her for over six decades. We have some of the top Maryland experts with me on the panel. Gary Vitaco Robles, icon, lifetimes in films of Marilyn Monroe, and April Via Via, now Chambers, Marilyn Monroe, A Day in the Life, and Donald McGovern, Murder Orthodoxies, a non-conspiracy view of Marilyn Monroe's death. Each week, we will break down for you what is fact, what is probable theory, and what is outlandish rumor. So we've been talking about Robert Slater in this last episode, we really started to unravel his story and the lies that he told, but there's more. So Don, is there anything you want to add to the Robert Slater story before we start breaking down this episode with the DA report? I don't think we should overlook the fact that there's another book credited to Slater. Yep. called the Maryland Files. Which was then the television show that came out. Right. And if what's very revealing is if you compare the 74 book with the 92 or 93, I forget which year it was actually published book, they are so filled with contradictions. Then you get the picture of what a fraud Slatcher really was. I'll give you an example. In the 93 book, he claimed that he went to Maryland's funeral. He claimed he was at Maryland's house the day of the funeral with Inez Melson. But if you read the first book, he admits that he was in Ohio the day of Maryland's <laughs> funeral. Do people ever get That's, anything straight? I mean, seriously, they, if you're going to tell a lie, tell the right lie, the same well, the, lie. I think the problem was that the press didn't do any research on this man. He made all of these claims. Remember the television series In Search Of? In 1981, there was an episode just dedicated to this with all about Robert Slater's allegations. And I think the media just attached to this and just kind of conspired with him to propagate these conspiracy theories because it made for sensationalism and, and entertainment. And so I don't think any member of the media ever did any research. Of course, these are the days before Google and the internet, but they could have researched this man, but they chose not to, this, even he, with he, his preposterous claims of marrying or with no documentation of a marriage. He reminds how me- how can investigative journalists like Summers and Donald Wolf and, and many others I could name continue to say that Robert Slater was married to Marilyn? I mean, Summers to this day is still saying that Robert Schleitzer, along with Jeannie Carman, are reliable witnesses. Actually, I take that back, Don. I um, spoke to him last year, and he actually went on record saying that he does not believe Jeannie Carman. And yet, in the Netflix documentary, he has her tape in there that actually fuels more of the rumors. And it's ridiculous, you know what I mean, when you think about this stuff. So it's just rumor after rumor, lie after lie. Well, Slater's just a fraud. That's all there is to it. He's just a fraud. And Carmen, Jeannie Carmen was, was likewise a fraud. Gary, tell us who Jeannie Carmen is so that people that don't know who she is can understand a little bit about the context we're throwing around these names as if everybody knows who they are. 
Well, I'll be kinder than my description of Robert Slatzer because I did meet her and she has surviving children. Yes. She was a woman who claimed to have been Monroe's closest friend in the last years of her life, which really would only have been about a year because Monroe lived in New York until the end of 1961 until she died. So this woman claims also to have been present during many interactions with Robert Kennedy. If you hear her story, Robert Kennedy came to Los Angeles. I don't know how he ran the Justice Department, because according to Carmen, I think in the end, she even claimed that she was having an affair with him. Um, But she claims to have been a witness to Monroe's relationship with Robert Kennedy. And the only uh, connection that I've been able to find during Monroe's lifetime is the Los Angeles Times quotes her as a neighbor who says she had seen Monroe about two weeks before her death and Monroe looked like death. Carmen's claim is that she was a tenant at 882 Doheny Drive, an apartment complex where Monroe rented a unit from about uh, August of 61 until March of 62. Um, I think there are some letters addressed to Carmen in care of someone who lived at that address. So she might have had some distant connection through being a neighbor of Monroe's when she lived on Doheny. She might have known Frank Sinatra. She might have been in in some circles, but she was a B-movie actress who made all of these claims and then kind of shed the crocodile tears in Say Goodbye to the President documentary in which she's talking about her last phone call. Here's the reason when I, when I look at the facts, how do you know her? How can you claim that you know her, that you can substantiate it? There's not one picture with she and Marilyn Monroe. And guess what guys, she's not in the what Marilyn Monroe's. Yes. (laughs) And there's no correspondence (laughs) and no correspondence. You know, the people that were in Marilyn Monroe's life that were quote, close friends, they have stories to tell. They have backup information they have substantial evidence that shows that Marilyn Monroe and Jeannie Carmen were friends. And in this case, there is no documentation with the exception of what she says actually substantiates that. So April, in really kind of giving our closing thoughts, unless there's more that you'd like to unwrap here with Robert Slater, what else would you like to say about this man? He's somebody who made a whole career off of lying. He was very good at it. We don't even know how much of his book he wrote. And just real quick on Jeannie, I'm sorry not to change the subject, but just to build on what Gary said, um, Jeannie did live at the Doheny Drive apartment, but she did not live there until Frank was there in like 1963. So she she wasn't Marilyn's neighbor at that point. She moved <laughs> oh my in. God, you're she moved in me. after. Oh my God. This just blows my mind away because the insinuation is that she was living there when Marilyn Monroe was living there. And so people don't look at the evidence. And these people, Gary, April, and Dawn, between them, have almost 50 years combined research, guys. So this is the kind of stuff that's being put out in the media today. Somebody says it and we think it's true. They look believable. Wow, she was an actress. Oh, he was a manager. Oh, you know, he was a a person on a movie set. Oh, they must have known Marilyn. But when you go back and you look at this truth, here we're finding now, I thought it was back in 1961. Now we're finding out it's 63. Really? And it was a very small apartment complex. There weren't many units. Yeah, I've been by. I've seen it. I mean, it's just unbelievable. So Gary, 
bring us home with the thoughts of Robert Slater before we finish up this episode. What comes to mind is when he published his book in, in 1974, he wrote a letter to the Los Angeles grand jury requesting for Monroe's case to be reopened. And he had a list of issues which he felt justified the need for a reinvestigation. As we're going to unfold in our investigation, we're going to hear that many of his claims just were not based on pathology, knowledge of medicine, you know, lack of medical knowledge. He, he just wasn't uh, qualified to make some of the allegations he did. And if you explore what his allegations are, there are reasonable explanations for them. He just wasn't qualified to figure that out. And so with that said, we have finished up the overview of Robert Slatzer, who is a fraud, a liar, and who would be known as a stalker in today's standards. Even Marilyn's castmates on the film of Niagara called him that. So now when we refer to Robert Slatzer in these upcoming episodes, you will know who he is, along with Norman Mailer, Frank Capel, Jack Clemens, and even Jeannie Carmen, who are all part of the reason there is a rumor mill today. Next week, the panel goes back into Mark Shaw's collateral damage book. And guess what? We're gonna talk about another rumor mill spreader, except for he's a nowday rumor mill spreader, actor Johnny Russo. And may I emphasize the word actor? There's a reason for that. And you'll find out in next week's episode as the truth will be known.